your home of the Pens and the best Pens coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh and iHeart Radio Station. Yesterday, the Flyers captain, Claude Giroux, he said it would be nice to stop the Penguins' little streak. Like, two Stanley Cups in a row is a little streak. You haven't won Bupkis, Jr. Claude Giroux hasn't earned the right to be condescending. So, last night at PPG Paints Arena, the Penguins put together a big streak, as in seven unanswered goals. And the Flyers' losing streak against the Penguins has now reached five. That's pretty big. And the Flyers haven't won the Stanley Cup for 42 straight years, going on 43. I would call that a big streak. And Claude Giroux hasn't scored against Pittsburgh since March 15, 2017, and that's over a year ago. The Penguins started a little streak last night. And if they can add three more games to that streak, all Claude Giroux is going to get out of the postseason is a T-shirt that says, I played the Penguins in the playoffs, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt and an ass-kicking that I will never, ever forget. So until we get to the completion of that little streak, Claude Giroux, here's an attractive parting gift for right now. You just made the list! That monologue was truly the gift of Jericho. Drink it in, man. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you could trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Look, I don't know who's going to win this series let alone this year's Stanley Cup. It's best of seven. You got you got to win four games, not just one. Four games to win a series and not just one. But I hate athletes who haven't won but act like they have, who act like they're special when they have done nothing special. And Claude Giroux and his Flyers are certainly on that list. Interesting guest uh, at 515. Ring of Honor Wrestling is in Pittsburgh Saturday night. The Steel City Excellence card at Stage AE. And we're going to be joined by their world champion, Dalton Castle, who beat Cody Rhodes for the title not too long ago. And Dalton Castle's character is very interesting. He is a, it's not a gay gimmick, but it's very sexually ambiguous. Kind of like a Freddie Mercury David Bowie type of thing. I think Dalton would actually like that comparison, and we'll talk to him about it in just a little bit. His partners in the six-man match and his constant sidekicks on Ring of Honor are just called the boys. And they're these... I don't know how to describe them. I think the term is twinks. They're these skinny, muscular kids who act as human furniture for him, like he sits on them. They just cater to his every whim. It's it, it, quite engaging. So we'll talk to Dalton Castle in about 10 minutes or so. Also, in just a few, we're going to give away two more Penguin tickets for tomorrow night. 
Let's go to Ryan and Cranberry. Ryan, you're on the Mark Madden Show. What up, Mark? What up? Hey, uh, I wanted to comment on Crosby's third goal of the night. Um, you know, if you saw that, especially in slow motion, and you saw any other player make that deflection, you would think, oh, the guy got a stick down. Lucky deflection. But Sid's been a step or two ahead of everybody in the ice, it seems like, especially the last few months, that uh, I can't help but think Crosby knew where the goaltender was, called for the puck, and, you know, picked the corner on a deflection, which is incredible. Uh, I think uh, you're onto something there. Ryan, and I've never seen anybody deflect the puck with more precision than Sidney Crosby. Phil Esposito, who played for the Bruins and Rangers, for that matter, the Blackhawks, in the 60s uh, through the 80s, uh, he was the best deflector of the puck I ever saw until until Sid. And uh, the point you make is the point I would make as well, Ryan. It's his accuracy at deflecting the puck that he could pick a corner on the deflection. That puck just ramped up into the top shelf perfectly, and not from right in front of the net, from a distance. And it's it's almost like he he knew it went in before it did. It was kind of like he kind of. Well, I think Sid has a pretty good idea of, of of when it's going to go in. Leaves the line open four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Let's go to Sean in the car. Sean, you're on with Double M. How's it going? Terrific. Good. So I'm not gonna like you know on the parade here. I was at the game last night. Electric atmosphere. It was awesome. Hockey's my favorite sport, uh, bar none. But I do feel like the, the refs are, are just asinine. It, it, their, their calls don't make any sense. They miss blatant calls like they hit on Gino from behind the play. Um, the slashes they were calling weren't even slashes. I, I think it really... You know, you know, you know, you know what? The slashes they were calling are within the definition of slash in the current NHL lexicon. They just are. Okay. That's the proper call, all of those slashes, and I like it. I, I don't think there should be a slash let go that's a dangerous play that can injure. And, and uh, yeah, the refs missed a couple calls, but don't you think they kept control of the game? And that was a game where they very easily could have lost control, given the lopsided nature, but I thought they kept control. And really, isn't that what you expect at the very least? Well, do you think that the Flyers were stepping out of line so much that the, that the refs really had to keep it in line? Because... Yeah, they got a little... I think if the referees hadn't called the penalties they had, that it would have got out of control, yeah. Okay. For, I, I for example, know. for example, they called that, that leg whip, that, that, that trip on, on uh, Couturier when he stuck his leg out on Latang. That was a very dangerous play. Yeah, seriously. And that, I think that should have been looked at by the player safety. Like, how are they missing these things? Well, that's, that's, a, that's that, that, really you see, you see that's a separate issue, player safety. Yeah. It is, but like it's also, I think it falls within that same thing. Like, yeah, I think I think you're overreacting badly, but thank you for the call. Uh, believe me, before this series is over, there will be a game where your complaints about officiating are valid, and for exactly the reasons you described, however, in phantom fashion they were, but not last night. Let's go to Dave and Fox Chapel. Dave, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, did you think the goal that Gino scored last night was the best goal of his career? It's a good question. Uh, I really liked the goal he scored when he swung around the net against Carolina in the 9 uh, conference final and roofed the backhand. Yeah, what about or uh, last year he did that Cinerama backhand from the top of the from the top of the circle? Oh, that was against Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, that ball. Yeah, that was the playoff goal, though. I think I think playoff goals got to get a little more cachet because they're in the postseason. 
I think last night's one of the best playoff goals in Penguin history. I can tell you that for sure. Yeah, I, don't, I was getting that's a lot of reaction I was seeing on you know from the Hoy Polloy, but also from local national media that that was Gino's best. The only, uh, the only, goal. the only Penguin goal in playoff history I remember being clearly better, and maybe not even that clearly, but definitely better, was Mario Lemieux against the North Stars in the nineteen ninety one final. Let's go to Larry and Green Tree. Larry, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mr. Madden, how you doing? I am. Uh... I'm really impressed about the the whole the whole defensive core, the way they played, and the 24 block shots, and it just it kind of I didn't think they were going to play that well. Uh, I mean, if they can play that well or just you know close to that, um, they're going to. They, they, the they the D didn't sparkle, but they did everything you need to do with very few lapses. The only lapses the Penguins committed. They they made some bad turnovers, but mostly those were made by the wings. Yeah, exactly. See, yeah. that's why I, I hate the nitpick, but that's why I still have dots about Connor Sherry because he made some really, really super bad turnovers last night. He made a turnover inside his own blue line. Not far inside, but inside, so the Flyers didn't have to clear the zone. He made a turnover that led to the quickest counterattack to a two-on-one I think I've ever seen. It was almost as if he was playing for them. And if he is, hey, let me know, and I'll get a piece of that action myself, but it didn't work last night. Up next, Ring of Honors at Stage AE on the north side. Saturday night, it's ROH World Champion Dalton Castle. Up next on 105.9. Dalton Castle, by the way, used to be a radio personality. Obviously much more athletic than me. But now it's time to call in and win. Let's go with caller number... Caller number 30... 30 is too many. Matt Murray. But 3 plus 0 is not enough. 3. Let's go with caller... Riley Shane had a great game. I hope, because we're going to be... Caller number 15. 15 right now gets two free tickets for tomorrow night. 412-333-WXDX. This is Chad Riedel of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the Best Hockey Talk on 105.9 DX. Ring of Honor Wrestling is live at Stage AE this Saturday. It's the Steel City Excellence card. It is tremendous live wrestling, and joining the show now is the current Ring of Honor world champion. He is Dalton Castle. Uh, Dalton, thanks for joining me. You were a radio personality in New York at one time, if memory serves. Uh, how'd you wind up in wrestling instead of radio? Well, thanks for having me on, Mark. Uh, how did I end up in radio? Is that what the question was? No, how'd you end up in wrestling instead of radio? I, I know you were doing both at one point. Oh yeah. Uh well I just got really successful and great at wrestling and then uh and radio said they no longer wanted me. So I mean that's how that, that worked out. I'm sure radio at some point tell me the same thing, except I, I'm not nearly as athletic as you. Uh you have a very interesting persona, uh sexual ambiguity. I see a lot of Freddie Mercury. In fact I, I didn't realize until just now your uh, entrance music smacks of I want it all by Queen. Uh your character has a lot of layers, doesn't it? Well, I mean, there's the jumpsuit, there's the, the cape, there's the wings, there's the feathers, there's the boys. So, yeah, I guess it's like an onion. 
you keep peeling back those beautiful layers, you're going to find the, uh, the, the, the nice milky center. Does an onion have a milky center? I've never really peeled back all the way. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can never finish it at Outback, so I, I, I wouldn't. No, no, it's a, it's a great character. And, and how much uh, thought goes into adding layers? Like, how many subtleties do you think you have added over time? I, I guess the character never stops growing, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have a formula or, or a playbook. Uh, I just kind of found something that worked for me or what I'm comfortable doing. And, uh, and, and fortunately for me, uh, the fans seem to enjoy it as well. So it, it kind of worked out in my favor and they've, they've chosen me as the one they want to see succeed. Do you think wrestling will ever have an openly gay character, Dalton? And how would fans react to that? I mean, Darren Young uh, in WWE came out, but now he's never on TV, which I wonder about quite honestly. Well, it could be because he no longer works there. Maybe that's why. Yeah, but but uh, it didn't take long for him to not work there after he came out either. Well, I don't really have any judgment or statement on that. I don't. I'm not in charge of the hiring and firing <laughs> process. Well, but what about an openly gay character in wrestling? Do you think that the fans would accept that at some point? Well, I mean, I don't know why that would have to matter at all. I mean, what does somebody's sexual orientation have to do with anything at all? Like. Just because they they happen to uh, love somebody who's the same sex as them doesn't uh, affect their ability to kick ass in any way. I mean, a person is a person. Whoever they're sleeping with at home does not affect who they are as a uh, as a performer or a wrestler. So, I mean, sure, we if if that's what you want, Mark, we can have openly gay characters. <laughs> I would love no, to no, that, don't. I, I that could... doesn't change a thing. I mean, I mean, people uh, are going to. I would hope people would see past somebody's sexual orientation and like somebody for who they are. I could not possibly agree more. Uh, well, go on. No, no, you go ahead. Did you think I was uh, being uh, homophobic there? No, I just I didn't. I I don't understand why it's such a big deal to people to to say it needs to be a character. I mean, it's a uh, it's people. I don't know. I don't know how to voice this right now. What's it like to be Ring of Honor World Champ, Dalton? Now, that's quite a step up in responsibility, isn't it? It's, uh, it is a lot. Before it was, if I go out there and have a, have a, if, I, if I'm claiming I, I should be Ring of Honor Champ, I'm trying to, to work towards the, the, the top of the, uh, the lineup. Uh, I can go out there and you have leeway. If I, if I don't succeed in having the best match of the night, it's okay because, uh, I mean, I can try again tomorrow, but now that I'm champ, it feels like I have every bit of responsibility to prove to everybody that uh, I deserve to be here, and the microscope is constantly on me. Well, and so far, so good, right? I mean, everything I've seen is world champ caliber, and, and you've been getting some pretty good reviews as well. well thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you just defended your title at Supercard of Honor in New Orleans. Uh WrestleMania weekend, 6,000 people on hand. Some very hardcore fans show up at an event like that, don't they? Well, a lot of fans. Nearly 6,000 hardcore fans showed up. So it was an amazing event. It was the, the biggest crowd in Ring of Honor history. Uh, it, it was a very, very fun time and what, an honor to, uh, to main event a, a show like that and to walk away still Ring of Honor champion just so I can show up in Pittsburgh uh, with the belt around my waist and see all the uh, the loving fans that I'm assuming a, a couple of them made the trip out that way, and now they're going to come this weekend too in Pittsburgh. 
I, I think that's very likely. We're talking to ROH world champion Dalton Castle. Ring of Honor live at Stage AE this Saturday for the Steel City Excellence card. Dalton, you're 32. Uh, do you feel like going to WWE is inevitable? Does that still have to be the career goal, or is wrestling changing? Right now, I am a professional wrestler, Dalton Castle, holding the Ring of Honor world title, and that's all that I care about. So to think uh, down the, the line of where I'm going to end up, uh, I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, I, I would say inevitably uh, being on a beach somewhere, that's definitely somewhere in my future. <laughs> uh, talk about risk versus reward in, in pro wrestling, Dalton. How much risk should a performer take with his body? And do you think some guys go too far? No, I, I would never tell. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I know my limits. I know what I think is worth doing, but there's other people that uh, have much better control over where their body is heading. I mean, you look at somebody uh, like Will Ospreay and Ricochet, and you do the high seat, or even Flip Gordon, we've got him now, uh, the, the high-risk maneuvers they do when they're in the air, it almost looks effortless, and uh, some of the, the risky things they do uh, seem to be safer when they're doing them than the simpler things that a big clunky, lunky guy like me does. <laughs> Uh, you were an accomplished amateur wrestler and, in fact, represented the U.S. in international competition. Uh, that must have made your transition to pro wrestling a, a lot easier. It did. It, uh, it, it helped uh, having an awareness of how my body works and uh, being an athlete makes life easier. So it's just kind of learning the uh, the industry on, on the pro wrestling side. Did, did it take a lot mentally to go from amateur to pro because – a lot of the amateur wrestlers kind of looked on their nose at pro wrestling. In fact, Kurt Angle, a Pittsburgh guy, did so uh, very much until he got into it. it. It is kind of a mental transition even more than physically, isn't it? I still look down my nose at a lot of these pro wrestler guys. <laughs> I know that I could beat the crap out of just about anybody I get in the ring there with, uh, which is why I happen to have the Ring of Honor world title. Very good. Uh you wrestled quite a bit for the International Wrestling Cartel, which is based in Pittsburgh. Uh, I saw some of your work there, enjoyed it a great deal, liked that promotion a great deal. Talk about your time there. It was it was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, this is kind of like a homecoming for me. Uh, Chuck Roberts was the owner at the time, and he was one of the very first people to kind of take a chance on me and start booking me outside of my area. And then uh, I was making monthly trips to, to the Pittsburgh area, and uh, it was kind of a second home for me. So this is really fun to come back. Ring of Honor at Stage AE Saturday night, and you're in a six-man tag with the boys as your partners. Talk about the boys. They're a, a big part of your act, aren't they? They are. They're, uh, it's important. I can't get undressed without them, Mark. And, and you know what? <laughs> if one of them sprains their ankle. I just want to know, do I have you on reserve? Will you, are you ready to step in? Uh, as long as I don't have to do anything acrobatic. The human furniture stuff, yeah, I guess you could sit on my back. My back. Yeah, you'd, you'd make a lovely ottoman. <laughs> Dalton, thank you so much for taking the time. This was great stuff. I'm looking forward to the show, and we'll see you Saturday at Stage AE. All right. Thank you very much. That's Dalton Castle, the Ring of Honor world champion. That was a fun interview. Uh, every bit as eccentric as his character would indicate he should be. He's really good. And the boys... That I don't know how I can describe Dalton Castle's act. You have to see it. You really do. It is so good. Anyway, Ring of Honor, Saturday at Stage AE, my old friend Gary Juster, 
the promoter, one of my WCW cronies. And all the big names will be there. Dalton and the boys, Cody Rhodes, uh, the Young Bucks. Just a loaded card. It'll be tremendous. But now let's start talking hockey again. Leo from Brookline gets to go to the hockey game, courtesy of me, Mark Madden, the super genius. He just won a couple tickets. I think we're giving away a few more tickets tomorrow, aren't we? I don't know, but, but you know, maybe we'll, how about this? I'll say right now we're going to give away tickets, and if we don't, well, I guess technically that's bait and switch, and the FCC could have our license. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 X. This is Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. I want hockey calls right now, 412-333-WXDX. But in the interim, the Pirates won in Chicago today. They're now 9-3. and three. They now are heading to Miami with a chance to win some more games. You should get excited. Maybe the Pirates will wind up being a playoff contender or perhaps even a playoff team. Gregory Polanco hit a home run today, and Polanco was finally playing and hitting and being invested like Gregory Polanco is supposed to. Was supposed to for quite some time, really. That's a good sign. The Pirates pitching has been a good sign, save a very uh, shady bullpen. I will not deny you your joy at being 9-3, and three, but don't deny me my skepticism at the way the team is run, even though they are 9-3. and three. Something from yesterday, there were a bunch of baseball fights uh, the last couple days. We talked about that. And the Pirates and Cubs didn't fight yesterday, but Clint Hurdle, the Pirates manager, was upset because Javi Baez of the Cubs hit a home run and then flipped his bat. Get that dog off my lawn. You know, it, it is quite the contradiction. In the NFL, the players can line up and do the death scene from Camille. Uh, they can do a chorus line, a conga line, then go off the field and do a couple lines. And nobody cares about that. But in baseball, you flip a bat, Clint Hurdle... Wants to kill somebody. He was like, did you see the tape? Hurdle was like legit pissed. He's like, yeah, you got to show a little more class than that. You know how to stop Hoppy Baez from flipping the bat after he hits a home run? Don't let him hit a home run. You know, but between what the football players do and what the baseball players get castigated for doing, there's just got to be a happy medium. Uh, we spoke earlier about the greatest goals in Penguins playoff history. And that goal last night by Malkin is right up there, but not not better than. Number one is Lemieux splitting the D against Minnesota in the 91 finals. Number two may be Malkin last night, although I've not really thought too much about it. But a couple tweets said, what about Yager in game one of the 92 finals against Chicago? We came off the boards and beat a couple guys that put in a backhand. The one difference between that goal and the Malkin goal last night was Yager scuffed the shot. Didn't get all of it, but, but Belfour couldn't find it. But it was, it's a shot Belfour should have stopped. The moves off the boards by Yager were sublime. But Belfour should have stopped that shot. A, a couple of things going on in my personal life that you probably have no interest in, but... Uh, I'm watching now uh, the the two-part special, Gary Shandling Zen Diaries. 
it's a, a documentary on the late comedian Gary Shandling. I think Gary Shandling, I've always said my two favorite comedians are Richard Pryor and George Carlin. Gary Shandling, in my mind, might have usurped both of them because he is so subtle and underspoken and just has a delivery and a style I love so much. So if you get a chance, that's on demand on HBO. Judd Apatow produced it, Gary Shandling's Zen Diaries. He kept a diary, a daily journal, every day since 1977 until he died. And there's some amazing stuff in there as the documentary reveals. Also, here's something that bothers me. I'm 57 now, and I'm an old 57. My hair and nails are growing at an alarming rate. I used to have to get my hair cut like every six weeks, two months, two and a half months. Now I get a cut every two or three weeks. My hair is growing so fast. Why is that happening? I, I do eat a lot of protein in my diet, a lot of meat, but, but, but it's in a crazy... My fingernails too. My toenails too. They need trimmed all the time. I haven't been this, this upset with changes in my body since puberty. Why is this happening? Let's go to Nick and Mars. Nick, you're on with Double M. How are you, Mark? Good. Hey, I wrote a song, uh, the delightful little series with the Flyers we're having here. Yeah, we're not going to hear uh, it, but thanks for the call. I guarantee it sucks. I was working on a song about Hornquist. Two live crew. Ooh, me so horny. Ooh, ooh, me so horny. Ooh, me so horny. Sitting in the blue with my stick so hard. Let's go to John and Butler. John, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, big fan, big fan. Thank you very little. That that blue stick reference for horny is a little rough. Never mind. No, the blue um, paint. The blue paint. Exactly. Sitting you know in I mean. the blue with my stick so hard. Exactly. Hey, uh, about that Gino goal against Carolina in 09. You come around I the put net, the puck in the net and run over your goalie, and I do it again because me so horny. Hey, and also then, what's the difference between a high stick and what Sid does with the – I mean, is it right at that level? A high stick for the purpose of a penalty is using a stick above your shoulder on an opponent. A high stick in terms of having a goal count or not – is the crossbar. It has to be at the level or lower than the crossbar. And if he tips one in, when if the stick's above the bar, then it's not a goal, right? Correct the mundo. Yes, that's right. Stick. That's right. No, he wouldn't get a penalty. The goal would just get waved off. I'll get waved off. All right. Because that, that kid, I mean, where, where's Hurdle when you need him? I mean, the kid, he can hit anything. He'll flip his stick. Hurdle will get this. It'll be awesome. I'd love to see Sid at baseball. In, a, in, a, in the diamond. She hit a home run at PNC Park in batting practice a couple years ago. There you go. Magnificent. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Dan and Hazelwood. Dan. You're on with Double M. Good day, Double M. What up? Uh, first, uh, you said that your hair and nails are going like crazy. Are you taking multivitamins? Yes. They, they go nuts. I cut them down to a half. What do you mean? It might be your problem. I take one yeah. multivitamin a day. That's it. Yeah. Maybe take a half. Break it in half or take a half a pill or something like that. I, I that think, might be what your problem I think, it, I think it does me more uh, more good than harm. I'm not suffering because yeah. of... 
Gotcha. But go ahead. Uh, my my question was about uh, Zach Aston Reese. I saw the kid in the corners digging the puck out. He looked like he was doing everything right last night. Just couldn't get a, a lucky bounce there. Had a a nice shot on goal, at least one. I wondered if uh, you thought uh, line changes or just time are going to help him. Uh, I think Aston Reese had an excellent game last night. I would have him on the third line with Kessel and Broussard. That's no knock on Sherry. I just think Aston Reese would be a better fit. I think it'll work the way it inevitably works in the playoffs, Bra. Somebody gets hurt, yep. Aston Reese will move up the uh, depth chart, and hopefully he'll reap the reward. Unless, of course, it's Aston Reese that gets hurt. Yeah. yeah. But people get hurt in the playoffs, and uh, if you if you merit a better chance and your team goes a couple playoff rounds, inevitably you will get that better chance. I think this me so horny thing has some some potential. Cause you're the one and you shouldn't be mad. I won't tell your mama if you don't tell your dad. I know he'll be I can't he'll be disgusted when he sees your I'd better stop there. 412-333. I'm like a dog in heat. A freak without warning. I get appetite for sex because me so horny. Two live crew, I'm sorry. They were great. They weren't good, they were great. I'll be blowing your mind while I can't say that either. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We're just moments away from asking Mark anything, which is obviously a highlight of the show. I got some viewing parties coming up. Game three against the Flyers, Sunday at 3 p.m. at the Broad Street uh Bistro. Or is it Bistro? Broad Street Bistro, Bistro, Tomato, Tomato. That's where I'll be Sunday at 3 p.m. for the Penguins game. And then next Wednesday for Game 4, Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar, where I will be having the Super Genius Burger. No force on earth could stop me. Actually, the only thing that could stop me is it's too big to eat. The Super Genius Burger at Chapino is the best burger in town, but you have to dissect it. You have to take one patty off, eat that patty separately like a Salisbury steak, and then eat the rest of the burger as a burger. That's your only hope. Let's go to Colin and Irwin. Colin, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Colin, your phone stinks. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Mark. Okay, your phone stinks, Colin. Try again some other time. Which brings us to Ask Mark Anything. How exciting. Ask Mark Anything now. 412-333-WXDX. That's 412-333-WXDX. That's 412-333-WXDX. This is Patrick Hornquist of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 DX. Their coach will be disgusted when he sees his goalie busted. Me so horny. Oh, me so horny. Oh, me so horny. Slash you long time. There's a potential there. It's just bad potential. Not time to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by... Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar, the city's best seafood and chop house. Be sure to check out Chapino, located in the Strip. Let's go to Dave in Mount Washington. Dave, ask Mark anything. How you doing? Great. All right. Got a question. If and when Carter Romney comes back, does he have a place on the fourth line? I don't, do I don't think so. Do you? No, I don't. The only thing that could get Ronnie back in the lineup is if they're really struggling on faceoffs, and he would give them a right-handed faceoff option. Or if they're struggling on right. the penalty kill, uh, because he is a penalty killer. Then again, when he was killing penalties, he wasn't doing a very good job. He was on the ice for a lot of power play goals conceded. So I think the only thing that can get 
Ronnie Beck in the lineup is an injury to somebody. Let's go to Nancy in New Ken. Nancy, ask Mark anything. Hi. I was just wondering, um, have you ever watched the Bensonian video of um, the Pittsburgh players that have moved on this past year? It came out about a couple months ago, and it had a snip of Connor Sherry and his game, and it said no footage available. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Well, after it, it was like two months ago, and after that, like his game blew up. Like, um, you know. I don't know if it's blown up, but he's doing a little bit better. He had three goals in four oh, games yeah. down the stretch, but he made some awful turnovers last night, Nancy. Some yeah, awful turnovers in, in, in precarious positions. So he's playing better, but he's got to do better still. It's not all about statistics, and that's especially true, Nancy, come playoff time. Right, exactly. Yeah, I was just, you know, wondering maybe he saw that and he was like, well, you know. Time to start. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I love Ben Stoneham's work. I don't think he's inspiring uh, improvement by the local athletes. Let's go to the dude in the bowling alley. Dude, ask Mark anything. So well, I'm a big fan. Thank you very little. Hey, uh, so you were asking Sid about his superstitions the other day. Uh, just wondering if you had any uh, that you follow. Um, yeah, but I'm not going to tell you what they are. I mean, they're, they're nothing. They're nothing like scatological or sexual. Nothing like that would be hardcore, embarrassing. They're just silly. But there's, there's a, there's, there's if there's things I do on an airplane upon takeoff and touchdown, and there's something I do on an elevator if I'm alone. You don't do anything before the Penn games. No, no, I don't think. Uh, I don't think anything affects the outcome except the athletes themselves. All right, thank you. You know what I do? To, I'll give you this one. No, I used to do this. Liverpool used to be so bad on set pieces, like on defending corners and free kicks, I used to close my eyes before they were taken. But it didn't seem to help. Let's go to Jason in West Virginia. Jason. Hey, Mark, I was wondering um, what your favorite Mike Lang goal saying is. Uh, I like them all. I mean, do I have to pick a favorite? Oh, I just w- wasn't sure if you had a favorite. That's that's more. No, I, I just like Mike. You see, I can't pick one thing out of Mike's uh, catalog because th- th- what makes him so great is they all fit together so well. Mike says all these crazy non sequiturs that aren't out of place when he says them that blend in perfectly to the context of games he does and his 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 you know way of delivering play by play. So I can't pick one. I think Mike's brilliant. I think he's the best play-by-play man in any sport I've ever heard, and I mean that very sincerely. And that includes Tony Schiavone, my broadcast partner on WCW. He'd be number two. Well, no, Jim Ross is better than him, but not better than Mike. I'd go Lang first, Jim Ross second, Schiavone third. The gunner, Bob Prince fourth. Baseball, not hockey. Let's go to uh, Jim and Butler. Jim, ask Mark anything. Mark, uh, how do these players get played, uh, paid during the playoffs? They don't. They don't. They only, get paid the for, they only get paid for the regular season. And they don't get any percentage of the game? They get, they get a bonus based on where they finish in the playoffs from the league. Okay. You make it sound like you don't believe me. I, I'm really sure I'm right. Okay, I imagine and if you I'm not, are. screw You're... it. It's only radio. It's disposable. 
Let's go to Jilly in the car. Jilly, ask Mark anything. What's up, Double M? What up? Hey, uh, who would be your Mount Rushmore of uh, WWE wrestlers? Why WWE wrestlers? Why not just wrestlers? Re- re- okay, just wrestlers. Uh, and can they be announcers? Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, Ric Flair, me. Oh. Why are you laughing? I like that. I like that. I like that. Ric Flair, me, Arn Anderson, anybody but Bruno. Let's go to Dave in the South Hills. Dave, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, how you doing? What's hey, up? When I listened to your Sullivan interview yesterday, I was wondering, do you know the answers to the coaches' questions before you answer, ask them? Why do you say that? Well, some of the answers that they give, like I can even think of, I figured you being a no, you genius would know. No, you I'm couldn't. Sorry? No, you couldn't. No, I, I mean, just... No, you couldn't. They, okay, I admit I can't, but I thought you could. I was wondering if you knew the answer. Why, didn't you find the interview they, interesting? Absolutely, but the answers, I don't say sound canned, but I just... No, the uh, answers sound like somebody who knows exactly the answer to the question posed. If somebody doesn't okay. have to search through his mind while he talks, because he knows how to answer a well-assembled, provocative question, which is all that I provide. Thank you very much. Let's go to Dickie in the car. Dickie, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, do you remember getting your butt kicked by Tank Abbott at WCW? No, I don't remember that. Uh, you did. We watched it on YouTube. It okay. was pretty funny. Yeah, now you know it's a work, right? You know that didn't hurt at all, right? I'm sure, I'm sure. You know I got paid 3 k extra for that. Did you ever get that whole, how long would you say that whole ass-kicking took? 90 seconds? More or less, yeah. Ever get yep. paid 3 k for 90 seconds? Nope, can't say I have. And you won't. And you won't.